What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Holy moly, you guys. This episode is sponsored by Mira, the only tracker that measures your actual fertility, hormone concentrations, and your unique hormone curve. Use promo code LAM50, L-A-M-5-0 to get $50 off when you order online. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Tammy Slater on today's episode. I am so excited. I feel like, Tammy, I feel like you... You and I have gotten to know each other a little bit more, like in the life after miscarriage Facebook. We group. we have, and I, like I mentioned off air, I investigate people for a living. So of course I was Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what did you, what did you find? <laughs> Don't worry, nothing bad. <laughs> Just trying to see, you know, what I yeah. what I'm going to be getting myself into here. <laughs> Well, I am so excited to just share a little bit more about you and your story. So I'm just going to throw it at you. Start wherever you'd like. Sure. Um, Well, I'll start with uh, my husband, Ben. We met in 2004. So we worked at the same police department and we started off as friends. Um, I actually was, when I started working there, um, soon after I got pregnant with my first son with, with my ex. So, um, I'll, I don't want to backtrack and then bounce around, but my husband and I finally, we started dating in 2015 and we've been married for about two years now. Um, Riley, my first pregnancy, it was actually, uh, no issues getting pregnant because I got pregnant on the pill. And I don't want to say he was unplanned because I hate that. Like, Oh, he was an oops, but he was, the best oops that I could have imagined because I was always told that I would have somewhat of a difficulty time getting pregnant or difficult time getting pregnant. Um, I suffered from endometriosis, ovarian cyst over and over and over and I had to get my left ovary and my left fallopian tube removed um, sometime, I don't know, 2005, six, somewhere in that range. Um, So I was kind of always told that it might not be the easiest for you. So when I got pregnant with Riley, it was like, holy shit, what just happened? But I wanted nothing more than to have kids. So I was like, all right, this is great. Um, So fast forward about eight months old, you know, my husband and I started dating. He has definitely been a father figure to my son. Um, And at, he was, I don't know, two-ish, we were like, all right, let's, so my husband switched police departments and we were like, okay, let's start trying when you're done with the academy because um, for the this bigger department, you have to go into the academy. And then it just kind of all like, everything went out the window, all of our plans. And we were like, whatever, let's just start trying now. And at that same time, I was having a lot of irregularities with my cycle and um, wasn't, getting my period. I ended up having a hemorrhaging cyst. So at the time I thought I was pregnant because my uterus was filling with blood 
and I was like having just crazy symptoms. I missed a period for a month or two and ended up having a surgery. And um, we went out of town on my birthday. So my birthday is December 2nd. And we always joked with our friends that it was going to be baby making weekend, not knowing that it literally lined up with my ovulation time, which I never tracked before. But I just happened, we went on this weekend, you know, we, we had a good time. We kind of started trying. Well, not kind of, we did. Um, we get home and I, I don't know why I had an ovulation test. I feel like somebody gave it to me because I'd never really bothered with any of that. Um, and I took it and it was positive and I was like, oh, all right, cool. I'm like, that lined up perfectly. Um, the next month found out I was pregnant with him. Not even, um, actually. So the day that I found out I was pregnant, my doctor was going to start me on progesterone because I still had not gotten a period, but it had been like two months. And he said, we're probably going to have to do a little bit more trying this time. And I was a little bit already defeated because I was just like, I'm one of those, like, I want, when I want something, I want it now. So I was going to start progesterone that night and just was like, well, you know, I might as well take a test. And this was like five or six days before my period would have been due and it came up positive. So I was like, all right, cool. Like it was fairly easy again. No big deal. So healthy pregnancy, um, you know, nine months later, actually eight months or so later, my son Murphy was born. And um, about six to eight months after, because I, I will be 37 in one month. And so I was like, my clock's ticking. You know, we already switched from, we weren't sure if we were going to have a third kid to like, of course we want a third kid. Like, why wouldn't we? You know, look at how adorable this one is too. And let's just do it. So I was nursing and we said like, we can just start trying because it's probably going to take a while with nursing and it did you know we started maybe talking about it January or February and we went to Mexico and I ended up getting my period when I was there which I had never gotten mine until I was done with nursing with my first son but um we just kept trying I was like I was not upset about that because I was like whatever I know it's going to take a while and technically I wasn't going to start this until the summer anyway um, so fast forward to May and I at this time was like having some early pregnancy, like super early pregnancy symptoms. And um, my husband went out of town for fishing opener, but I had already, and I hadn't told him, but I had already, um, I feel like my, I'm going to already start crying. I'm always super emotional about this stuff. Um, I took an early test or test early and I had a super faint line and it was like almost the point it was the same faintness as my other as with Murphy but to me it just was like I had this weird feeling something just didn't seem right so I let it go and I waited a couple days and I took another one expecting it to be darker but it was super faint and I was like okay like and then at this point my husband was out of town and I was like okay I need to figure this out before he gets back because I am hoping that I can tell him when he gets home um and I have a a good friend that lives across the street and she had another pregnancy test in her bathroom and she's got four kids and she was like I'm done you can have it um and I went out for a run this was on Saturday the day before Mother's Day and I just was like having a lot of bad cramping <clears throat> and 
was, you know, not quite sure. I was overanalyzing every symptom and like, okay, I did have cramping in the beginning with my other ones and all this stuff. And I'm thinking too much and it's literally consuming me. And I get back from my run and I take her test and that she had, and it was another faint positive. And I was like, okay, well maybe it's just different this time. Like we'll give it another few days, but I'm going to tell Ben when he gets home. And, um, later that night into the next morning, I then like, really lower bad back pain the cramping picked up um super heavy bleeding more than I've ever had and I was like okay I don't I've never had one I don't know what a miscarriage is really besides what my friends have told me but I'm pretty sure like this is what's happening so I you know I was kind of a mess my husband was gone I'm taking care of two young kids trying to make sense of this all and um I you know, the next day, it, it, everything just kind of picked up and was worse. And then eventually it just stopped. And I started, you know, I went to the dollar store and got a million pregnancy tests. I'm always that person that goes in there and like grabs all of them and um, started taking more and they just were a little bit more faint and even more faint as, as the days went on. And I, so I finally texted my husband on Mother's Day and told him like, I think I had a miscarriage. Um, you know, I, he was like, you know, I can, I can rush home, but I didn't drive. And I was sad and I was just more like pissed off because now I had to wait another month. Um, and just mad because I am definitely anxiety OCD type person that if I can't fix it or control it, it drives me crazy. So I remember texting my mom and telling her and I was like, okay, well, there's not a whole lot more I can do. Like I never went to the doctor at that point. So I was like, why you know I didn't I thought it was just you know I would have been maybe five weeks um so didn't really think I needed to ended up going to the doctor I think two or three weeks after because my cycle is just crazy messed up and I was having a lot of cramping and the following month was June and I had a period for one day and I was like well, that's weird. And I just assumed that it was from this early miscarriage and, but just super lower bed back pain again, a lot of cramping, everything just didn't feel right. I just was like, I felt off. Um, so like I said, June 7th, I think was that one day period <clears throat> and life went on next month, July 2nd. I um, so that whole month of June, obviously, I, I think at that point I had gotten an ovulation test. It was like, all right, I got to try to figure out what's going on with me. Um, July 2nd, I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. This is where it starts getting bad for me. So I'm going to apologize now for my inability to <laughs> keep my shit together. Um, I, it was darker than you know, just a faint line. It was faint, but it wasn't like super, super faint. I could see it. And I did the whole like obsessing, manipulating it, texting it to a couple close friends. Like, are you seeing this? You know, and everyone was like, yeah, pretty sure, you know, it looks positive to me. Um, I ended up telling my husband the next day. Um, he was super excited. Um, you know, we're just happy because it felt different this time everything felt different. It felt super similar to my other pregnancies in the beginning. Um, 
we had only told some of our close friends. Um, I, at that point, I had taken more tests and they were all way more positive. I took a digital, which doesn't work early for me at all. And those were staying pregnant. So I was like, okay, this is, this is good. Everything looks great. Um, we ended up telling our immediate family like 4th of July, 4th of July weekend. And, um, you know, some of it is weird. I don't know if it's a thing when you have a young baby still, but when you tell some people, their reactions are like, wow. You know, they're not like some people like, oh my God, that's exciting. You know, it's more yeah. like, whoa. Okay, are you like, sure you want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I kind of now get why people that have a lot of young babies end up just not announcing to everyone because pe some of people's comments were just like yeah I get my other one is not a year yet but I also am at that time you know well, I am now still but 36 and shit takes time and because of what now I've gone through like I'm happy you started earlier but that's besides the point so <clears throat> we told family um time went on you know, the weeks went by, I had my first appointment set up for when I would have been eight weeks, like literally to the day, I think, or maybe a day or two after. Um, I go into that first appointment and I was just way more nervous than I'd ever been. You know, you're excited those first appointments, but I just, everything seemed a little bit different at times. Like it was almost like I knew something was going to happen. My anxiety was so bad. And I'm also a part of a, um, a mom Facebook group, group with a lot of close girlfriends. And I have now seen this stuff happen more and more. So I'm just more aware and I'm more anxious and I'm more worried that that's going to happen to me. And I go to this first appointment and, um, you know, they take the pregnancy test and immediately she's like, whoa, how far along do you think you are? And I said, I should be eight weeks. She's like, that sucker came up quick and dark and like you are for sure pregnant because I would you know guess like I think she thought that I was there at the initial like I just found out I was pregnant but um she's like well we're gonna do an ultrasound first to see you know just make sure how far along you are great let's do it so we go in and um you know at this first appointment it was I walked out of there like cool like this could go 50 50 so they said baby's measuring a little bit smaller and it's like okay well like what does that mean is that bad is that good what is you know I've always measured bigger like as my pregnancy is like always measured not maybe necessarily in the beginning but always like two to three weeks bigger um I'm five two all belly when I'm pregnant so I was expecting like either right on or like oh measuring a little bit bigger um and then they talked about like well, your dates could just be off or you could have ovulated a little bit later or could have taken a little bit longer for implantation. And in my head, I was like, well, that's bullshit because I knew to the day I took ovulation tests, I tracked it to the day unless it really took longer for it to travel up and implant. And at this point, they said I was only like six days off or something or a week. And I was like, well, that's not that bad. And they convinced me to some extent that this happens all the time. Um, let's do your HCG, do it again in 48 hours. It's like, okay, like trying to tell myself for one of the most anxious people on earth, like just wait, which is like, holy shit, like, here we go. So they draw my first one. 
and it was I don't even remember what the number was like 52,000 or something so I want to say it was it was super high and they were like well this looks this looks great like all right let's have you come back in 24 hours or 48 hours 20 whatever 48 hours and having you know take another one and so I came back and I'm trying to live a normal life without trying to worry about this at this time which I'm sure everyone can understand what that means um constantly googling I'm horrible at googling um trying to find the answer that makes me comfortable of course and um so I get the other blood draw I get that result which was on August 2nd and that is my four-year-old's birthday I am trying to finish getting stuff ready for this huge birthday party my son's birthdays are four days apart so we had this big we always have a really big birthday party bounce house like ton of food ton of people and I get the call that morning I was uh, working from home and they said it didn't double but it went up I was like okay like what does this mean and at that point I had already had an ultrasound set up for the following Monday to kind of confirm baby was growing and you know see where things were at and they said well sometimes when you're this far long because I was like then at that point eight and a half weeks I should have been um you know measuring seven and a half um they said sometimes at this at this stage it doesn't double because it, it can only double for so long and then it plateaus and I was like okay but I just couldn't relax and so I had called back and I was like I need to come in today for an ultrasound I know it's not a week later I know I might not get my answer but I literally can't relax I can't focus on work I can't eat I can't do anything like I'm just so so much stuff going on in my head so I my doctor was like yep she can come in um I think he knows I'm just that person (laughs) so he's like let's just shut her up and get her in um, so I went in August 2nd for the ultrasound and, oh, I should backtrack real quick. That first visit, the heart rate, um, of the baby was like, God, I don't know if it was like nineties, something like that, low nineties, um, which I wasn't comfortable with. And they were saying, yeah, it's on the low end. God, I want, I could be wrong, but it was somewhere around there where it was on the border, um, high eighties, low nineties somewhere. And they were like, yeah, it's a little on the low end, but if you are measuring a little bit earlier, that's completely normal. And so this next one on August 2nd, the ultrasound, um, the baby had grew, like literally lining up to the day and heart rate was at 120. And I was just like crying tears of joy, like, okay, great. This looks positive. Um, one thing I remember, which comforted me at the time, but I'm just fucking pissed about it now, is my doctor said, everything is great your baby is fine go enjoy your birthday party go enjoy your boys and that like I held on to that because I trusted that and I walked out of there like okay got home told my husband like we can relax everything looks great like heart rate was 120 you know everything looked fine baby's measuring where it should be we're just a little bit earlier than we thought we were by a week no big deal um so i started i always had lower back pain in the beginning of my pregnancy especially with murphy my youngest um but 
this, it started getting a lot worse than I remember, but I also kept telling myself, maybe it was this bad. You just don't remember it. Um, and I, of course I had a little bit of anxiety in the next few weeks because <clears throat> I was still worried. What if things weren't, weren't fine? Um, I was starting to show, I show pretty early. Um, but especially third kid, I was like, here we go. But I love it. I love being pregnant. I loved that I was showing. Um, my next appointment was August 16th. And that morning, I was at work before my appointment. And even my boss was like, Oh, my God, you're showing like, I didn't notice that little bump last week. And, you know, I, was, I, I loved it. Because I was like, Yes, like, I'm finally starting to not just look like is she eating too many snacks? Like, I was starting to actually look pregnant and people were finding out um and I think it was the week before that when I would have been nine to ten weeks somewhere in, in the in between we had finally announced um on social media to everyone um I had just taken a super simple picture at home of the ultrasound picture with my two boys um my one-year-old of course has no idea what's going on but my four-year-old so excited so excited to have a baby and he kind of already knew before we told him he would look at my belly and would say like you have a baby in your belly and I think it's a brother and um so August 16th I went to my appointment by myself my husband is a cop and he works nights and he had only been I think maybe two two and a half hours he had been in bed um and my appointment was at 11 o'clock and I go there and first thing they do is the ultrasound and I was just had this like this won't like nothing bad's gonna happen but at the same time like anxious like what if something does happen um and I never had these feelings before in an ultrasound it's always been happy and um exciting and so I go into the room and it's just the ultrasound tech and um they of course i should have been 11 weeks to that day and they get the ultrasound probe that just goes right on the abdomen because you should at that point be able to see something clearly with that and she tries and i remember looking at the screen and i just saw this big black circle with some stuff in it but I didn't see a baby, move. like I saw the baby, but I didn't see the baby moving. But I didn't really, I didn't think of that it was anything at that time. I was just like, okay, I knew I was measuring a little smaller and I have a tilted uterus. And she even said like, I'm gonna try the transvaginal ultrasound because you know, you have a tilted uterus and I'm just a little bit worried that that's why I can't see. So she does the transvaginal ultrasound and as soon as she puts that probe in it was like extreme pain now i remind you like the lower back pain i had it was freaking horrible like almost every day it would keep me up at night i had a heating pad on at work every day and um it just really really hurt and she would like push it in in further and um i even was like ow you know and it just was a really weird pressure feeling and she was, you know, at this point when she had put that ultrasound probe in, she did not face the screen at me. And I'm sure everyone that has been through this that has had that happen, I was like, oh no, like you don't get to fucking hide that from me. And I just, 
kind of watched your face because I was trying to stay calm because at this point I was like I can't believe like something would happen like there's you know that wouldn't happen to me and she kept going and she's trying to find my left ovary and I'm like reminding her I don't have a left ovary and she just has this like blank stare and I kept I think I asked like well what's the heartbeat or what's the heart rate at and she wasn't really saying anything she's like well I just having a hard time and you know she wouldn't face the screen towards me still and I was like okay so this you know I started getting that like panicked feeling and I said it's it's not good is it and she didn't say anything and I'm starting to get pissed because I'm like this is my body and my baby like do not try to sugarcoat it. Do not try to hide it. Tell me what is going on. Because I am on the verge of freaking out. And I just said again, like, it's not good, is it? And then she finally rotates the screen towards me. And she's like, well, this is your gestational sac. And here's the baby. And here's the, but, she said, but here's the fetal pole. And then she said, and I'm not finding a heartbeat. And I could see the baby on there. And it wasn't moving. And I could just see that it just looked like it shouldn't. Everything just kind of looked mushy, if that makes sense. So like, it just wasn't the, the baby you would see at that, at that stage wiggling around. Like, I was hoping and expecting to see. And once she said that, it's, it's, I had tunnel vision like this is kind of a blur but at the same time I remember it so vividly that it kind of haunts me to a sense I I remember I was laying back and I just grabbed my hair and I was just kept saying no like no no and I over and over and over and it's like I didn't want to believe it I kept thinking like, okay, this, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. And she kept talking and she kept talking. And then I was thinking to myself, like, where's my fucking doctor? And why are you telling me this? Like, like just so many thoughts at once. And she kept talking. And then she, all I heard was like the gestational sac and everything else is growing. And, but the baby stuff growing and you know there's no heartbeat and she's like and that's probably why you're showing and why you still feel pregnant and and I, I kind of feel better about it now but it I don't because it's just the reality of it but I think I told her to stop talking because it was it was making me panic and I just it was like hearing a, an, a loud alarm over and over and over and over and over and I was still just like grabbing my hair and I couldn't breathe and I was like, oh, shit, I'm having a panic attack. And I just didn't know what to do with myself. I was just like, like, oh, my God, like so many emotions, so many thoughts. And I just was like, stop, stop, stop talking. I need to call my husband. I need to call my husband. I need to call my husband. And she like didn't want to leave the room. She's like, I just don't want to leave you like this. And I was like, please leave. Like begging her to leave me alone. I'm the type of person when something like this happens or something where it's just super upsetting or I get so sad, like I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to yeah. talk to anyone. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to hear your story. I don't want to, I don't want to hear how sorry you are. I mean, I do like, you want to hear that people are 
are there, like the people close to you, but like, I don't want you to try to convince me of what to be happy for, you know, why I should still be hopeful. Try to fix it. Yeah. yeah, It's just Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to hear shit. So I just kept saying, I want to call my husband, like, please leave me alone. Please leave me alone. And so I called him and woke him up out of a dead sleep. And I just, I just remember screaming and he couldn't understand me. And I was like, we lost the baby. And it was just dead silent. And he just said, we lost the baby. And I was just panicking. And I'm like, yes, and I need you to come here. I was at a hospital where one of the locations of my, my clinic, I go to Metro OBGYN, it was in Woodwinds. And um, I was like, yes, you need to get here now. And the next person I called was my mom. I don't know. I just felt like I felt like I and my body like let all these people down. Like I took all these hopes and dreams and happy things away from everyone. And of course, things are going through my head. What did I do? And anyone that knows me knows that I work out every day, no matter what, for my own mental health. And I kept thinking, like, what if you did too much? Like, why, why can't you just relax? And, like, what if you caused this? And, um, you know, worrying if my, my anxiety or my, my own worrying, like, caused this. And I just remember calling my mom, and I could hear it in her voice that she was just so sad for me. And my mom and I kind of get this from her like we're not super emotional people and we try to be strong all the time and I could just hear it was different and that's kind of when I knew like shit this is bad like this is happening and this is bad and I didn't at that point like my husband was on his way there and they started like well we'll wait we'll wait to talk about next steps until your husband gets here um I didn't want to tell anyone. I think at that point I had then texted one other friend, um, the one that lives across the street. Um, it takes a lot for me to actually like trust my deepest emotions with people. Um, and I just felt like she would understand because she has, she has gone through it. And um, I didn't want to talk to anyone else. And I, my husband got there and we talked about next steps and it was Friday. So they told me my options. Sorry to interrupt this episode, you guys, but we have a little message from our sponsor, Mira. So how does Mira help to track ovulation? Unlike other fertility trackers, Mira measures actual fertility hormone concentrations with 99% accuracy. By tracking your unique hormone levels throughout your cycle, Mira learns your cycle to personalize your ovulation prediction because Mira analyzes your actual hormone levels. It gives accurate insights on fertile window for those with irregular cycles and PCOS. Mira app synchronizes automatically and eliminates manual charting. In addition to LH hormone, Mira is the next step in women's health tracking and analysis. Designed to be expandable, 
the Mirror system will offer more at-home health tracking in the future. Mirror will measure multiple women's hormones such as estrogen, progesterone, FSH, and HCG, all with the current analyzer. Mirror will help you to achieve your fertility goal regardless if it is trying to conceive, learning your cycles, or trying to avoid. Order Mirror Starter Kit online on mirrorcare.com with promo code LAM50. LAM50 and get $50 off. The Mirror Fertility Analyzer and app take the guesswork and stress out of ovulation tracking. Don't forget to order today with the exclusive promo code LAM50. LAM50. A big thank you to those of you supporting our sponsor as it allows me to continue to provide this platform to us all for free. As always, this sponsor will be linked in the description of this episode. Now let's get back to it. And I couldn't stand the thought of having to go through a delivery where it was not a baby that I could take home. Um, I didn't want to put my body through that. So I chose the DMC because I figured it'll be the quickest and the least painful. And I will wake up and it will be over and I can move on with my life. Knowing that I'm emotionally not going to move on, but physically, like I can move on. And I had a really, really hard time thinking about how I could drag this on even further if I didn't do a DNC. Um, but unfortunately, they couldn't do the DNC until Monday. So here I am walking around all weekend with this dead baby inside me. But at the same time, I was happy for that time because I kind of got to say goodbyes, you know, in a sense. Um, I'm not a super religious person, but I feel like since then, I've I've done a lot of praying and I've done a lot of just like, talking out loud of like please help me with this because I don't know what I'm gonna do I don't know how to get through this I've never had this level of sadness before um so it was a long weekend it was so hard because we have a lot of neighborhood kids and I had so many kids over even just that weekend just talking about the baby in my belly um you know, we had to tell my son when we got home, and that was one of the hardest things. I had to try to explain to him that the baby wasn't healthy and the baby went to heaven. And, you know, he, of course, doesn't fully understand, but he knows that we talked about heaven. He's my nephew, passed away at four days old, and we always talk about Brody. And, you know, that he's an angel, and his um, his grandma, his his dad's mom is an angel. and we just, we've, t- we've had conversations. So he finally was like, okay, you know, this baby's not gonna, is not gonna come home, but, um, you know, we have another angel watching over us. And he's still, he's very, very much a mama's boy. And he's super in tune with my emotion. And he was sad. And I almost feel bad for telling him because I feel like I put this emotion on him. But I also want him to know from the beginning because he would talk about this baby all day every day and I couldn't bear that like lying to him or just all of a sudden like oh we don't talk about the baby anymore so um that weekend I I couldn't talk to anyone I some people texted me and reached out to me um closest closest to us um I made my husband call I made my mom tell that side of the family I made my husband call his family um, it was one of the only times I've seen my husband cry, um, overhearing him talk to his dad. And I just can't help but feel that, like, not that 
I don't feel guilty like I did this, but at the same time, like, this is causing so much sadness for everyone. And it just was really heavy on me. I just was like, how, how do I fix this? And I couldn't fix it. And that was the hardest part for me. So um, Monday comes around and, you know, we bring our kids to daycare and um, we go to this DNC and, and everyone that, you know, has gone through it, knows that feeling of you walk in there knowing you're going to wake up and you're not going to be pregnant anymore. And they ask you a million fucking times what you're there for. And that first time when they finally called us back to the room and she asked, and, you know, of course I break down and they luckily didn't ask me again after that. And they were all super sweet. They were so good. Even the doctor, it wasn't my regular doctor because he was out of town at that point. Um, it was just really gentle with it. Everyone, I cried as they brought me back to the OR. And I cried immediately when I woke up because I knew that it was, it was done. And I knew that the baby was gone. Um, uh, no, it was at that point, they kind of just, they also treated it like a regular surgery. They sent me home with some pain medication, which in all honesty, like I investigate people for prescription fraud and um you know drug seeking behavior and I kind of felt like one of those people like give me anything that's gonna like put me in a different state of mind for the next few days because I don't want to feel anything and um I took I didn't take the, the rest of the week I think I took the following day and then I worked from home for a couple days and then I think I went back to work on Thursday or Wednesday maybe uh, which looking back was way too soon um because I didn't want to see people at all. Like, I didn't want to have that, like, I'm so sorry, how are you doing? Like, I don't, like, I just wanted to stay in a room by myself. I would, at this point, I still would really only talk to my husband um, and maybe a friend and, like, my mom. Um, oh, I would only text, but even that, I didn't respond to hardly anyone's texts. Um, I felt the need to rip the Band-Aid off and <clears throat> announce on social media that we had lost the baby because I thought it would help me like be I, it would face reality like this this has happened and you guys all know so you don't expect any other happy pregnancy posts from me and um I didn't do it for the sympathy and for like to have people tell me how sorry they are it's just like I need to get this out there so that it can be done and I can try to move on and I don't need to have somebody from high school down the road asked me how how my pregnancy is going or you know something like that so um so yes after the dnc um what sucks is well at the time this doctor told me that they couldn't really they did testing but it wasn't really it was just like some i think bullshit testing of like yep confirming that that was a baby it's like yeah obviously it was but they were like the baby was too deteriorated to really do any good genetic testing and I I'm just so angry at this point that I wasn't in the right state of mind to fight more about finding out if it was a boy or a girl and deep down and I was right with both of my pregnancies I honestly feel like this was a girl and I had without a doubt instinct on both of my boys um 
And that was hard for me because I just feel like I knew it was a girl because everything felt different, but maybe it felt different because something wasn't right. But um, I just don't know if I would have fought harder if I could have gotten the gender or the sex of the baby. But I also don't know if it would have helped or made it worse. So I'm kind of just at peace with that of like, whatever I believe is good enough for me at this point. Um, so mid-September, well, I had gone back for my follow-up with my doctor, and I was really happy that after two, he took this really seriously. Um, he's like, I think we should do any and all testing that we can with you. We, you know, we're talking about an HSG, we're talking about, um, you know, checking for clotting disorders and all of that stuff. So we drew the blood. All of that came back normal. He was like, you know, when you get your period, we'll do the HSG. Um, I got one that probably I felt like lasted a week and a half um, and just happened to get at the very last minute for this HSG, um, which I wasn't going to do it. I kind of was like, I don't know if this is worth it. But then um, luckily I did because they told me that I had a lot of unusual scar tissue in my uterus. And they even showed me um, that day that it just looked really chunky and lumpy. It was just like, there's a lot going on. Um, <clears throat> so we ended up doing a week later on September 25th, we did a hysteroscopy. And at this point, I was just angry of like all these surgeries and all these procedures that I have to do when all I want to do is get back to trying and get back to that happy mindset. Um, but that was my reality. I had the hysteroscopy on the 25th of September and um, they showed me after that I had a lot of areas with some heavy scar tissue from my, I've had two C-sections, um, you know, having endometriosis, having the DNC, um, just, you know, all of that together. So I was like, okay, this is a good thing. And, you know, HSG and hysteroscopy, they say, increases your chances of, um, getting pregnant again, uh, by a certain percent, I don't know, 25, 30%. Um, you know, this is gonna make me more fertile. Okay. Like this is good. Um, my cycle is just still not regular. Um, the hardest part was having to take those pregnancy tests within those next few weeks after, um, because it's such a mind fuck, like getting that positive, but knowing that it's, for something that you can't have. And I was just, I had a hard time looking at it, but I was like, okay, like you need to do this. My doctor didn't feel it was necessary to do any more HCG tests. Cause he's like, we got everything out. And again, like I believed him, but I ended up taking one a week or a week and a half later and it was still faint. And I was like, okay, am I pregnant? Cause we had already you know, I didn't really listen to doctor's orders very much. Like we had already started trying, but I figured it probably was still left over. Um, so waiting for those to go back down was just so annoying because it's like you associate that positive test with happy and excited. And this was like, come on, like get me back to normal. Like that's all I asked for is just let me get back to normal. So um, like I said, that was end of September. Um, can't believe we've already went through October, but the month of October um, has just been kind of a month of healing from all aspects. Um, I have had a very, very hard time 
getting better emotionally. Um, my husband just explained to me yesterday in words that kind of hit me was that he's lost me for the last two months. And I fully admit, like, I have been lost and I've been in a super dark place. Um, and I'm somebody that's always happy and I joke around a lot and I have to put on that face for everyone else. And that's kind of been one of the things that's been the most frustrating is I feel like I can't be myself around anyone. Um, at work, I have to be normal for people's comfort level. With friends, I have to be normal because it makes people uncomfortable. At home, I started feeling that same way. My husband gave me no reason to feel that. I just felt like I was always bringing the mood down. Um, and so he kind of, I don't want to say getting mad at me, but frustrated because I never want to leave the house and I don't want to see people. And it was, it for that reason is I'm sick of trying to act different than how I really am right now for people's comfort. And, you know, there's people that try to minimize it because at least the baby wasn't full term or at least you have two boys. Be thankful for that. So or, much, so much yes, minimizing. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, just these things happen. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, it's so common. And it's like, yeah, I know that. I know it's common at this point, you know, one in four, um, some of us more than one. It's, but it doesn't make it any better. And it, Yes, of course, I have two beautiful, perfect little boys, and I'm so thankful for them, but that doesn't make this any easier. It, if anything, I feel like it makes it harder because I, I look at them, especially my youngest, and I'm like, I probably would have had another one of you. It would have looked just like you, and that makes it almost harder, and, you know, just it's really hard to hear people's comments. I actually had someone ask me a few weeks after um, I found out I lost the baby if I was better yet. I was like, I didn't have the fucking flu. Like, I lost my child. No, I'm not better yet. Like, I just can't believe people's comments. Um, the other part that's been really hard for us, more so me, is people avoiding you. Um, I have never felt so alone and isolated and just, just awkward around people because you can tell that people avoid you because they don't know what to say and they don't want to bring it up. Um, and I get it. I remember um, when I was pregnant with Riley and a good friend of mine had just lost her baby also at the same, same gestation. And I literally, the week after, I think, or a couple of days after, texted her. Um, and I mean, the week after I found out about mine, um, I texted her and said, I'm so sorry for how I was after your loss and for not being more sensitive. And I'm sorry that I announced my pregnancy. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that because I was so fucking insensitive. And I didn't know any better. I didn't know what she was going through. And you know, it was four, four, you know, four years later, finally apologizing to her. And I was like, I get it now. Like, I get it. I get the anger at every 
Facebook post. I mean, Halloween, and that one slapped me in the face. Like, I was not expecting it to be so hard at everybody's pregnancy post with their little goddamn pumpkins. Like, I'm Halloween so, is the yeah. worst. Oh, the I was just worst. not expecting it, like, at all. Um, I'm so happy for all of them. I really am. But at the same time, I'm like, this is like getting slapped over and over and over. Um, obviously, it's so hard to see all of the posts of people that are also due in March when I was due. I yeah. was due on March 13th. Um, I, two weeks after our loss, um, we went to my in-laws and my sister-in-law announced that she was pregnant. She was seven weeks and it wasn't even about them. Um, my issue wasn't about them. I, of course, am so, so happy for them and excited because I know what that feels like for them and that's their first baby, but all I could do, it was like a tunnel vision, is all I could get out was congratulations because I felt like a knife to the heart for the fact of like, it was a reminder of I don't have that anymore. And we would have been pregnant at the same time and we would have been due really close. And I had to walk out of the room and walked to like to the front of the house out and the, they have land and I just lost it. And my husband was the only, I, I saw it. I'm sure everyone else now realized, but uh, he was the only one that recognized that I was going to lose it and I was having a really hard time. And that's when I, the first time that I really realized that this was going to be a lot harder than I thought. And I really first got a taste of that, like anger and bitter and, you know, just all of those emotions. And I felt so, so, so bad for not being able to be 100% happy for her or show that I was happy because of my sadness. And um, it's just still really, really hard to be around anyone that is pregnant. Um, and even those that are relatively the same, that would have been, you know, the same gestation as I would have been. Or um, now that I can tie it was like it, you know things that are a trigger that I associate it with now I remember that day of how I felt and all of those emotions there's just so many triggers and it's like how do you stop that you can't like everyone's gonna have babies around you and everyone's gonna be pregnant and I've just had to really try to learn how to get past it in a sense um so here we are now November what second um, and we, I'm scared. I'm so scared to get pregnant again. And my husband and I just had a really big conversation last night, actually about, he's like, you've seemed happier this week. And that's because I'm ovulating and I feel hopeful. You know, it's like you have these waves of hope and like, okay, here's another opportunity. Um, so we are trying still, um, I am trying to prepare myself each month now for if it doesn't happen. And of course, trying to mentally get myself stronger to the fact that if it does happen, if we have another loss, um, I don't know. I think I'm better equipped to deal with it now. I've been, I just started therapy, which took a lot for me, but I was at a really, really dark place. I, you know, like I said, I didn't want to leave the house, didn't want to see people, didn't want to see friends. I, in all honesty, wasn't really eating. Um, 
I just, when I am stressed out and sad, like I'm not a, I'm going to overeat. I'm going to work out till it kills me because I don't like taking medication and I'm, I just don't want to eat. And it just became this like ugly cycle where I feel like I didn't recognize myself anymore. And I know that that's not healthy when you're trying to conceive. So I'm literally taking it day by day and trying to get back to a somewhat normal me that can be happy and move on and truly appreciate what I have in front of me. I have a great husband and obviously two adorable little boys and just trying to get, get to the next step where um, obviously it's like getting pregnant is going to fix all of these emotions that I have to deal with, but you know, it helps to fill that void and it helps to just get back to a hopeful place where I can, you know, we have this goal of a third baby and I just want to get that done. So I don't ever have to deal with any of this again. I just want to be done with it. I don't think that I could try again for a fourth baby because it's, this has been so hard that I just want third and I want to move on. And um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe we will find out in a couple of weeks that we are pregnant. Um, maybe we won't. My luck will probably end up having another first week in August baby. <laughs> and maybe we can just have one big birthday party for three of them. So maybe it was all, <laughs> maybe that's the way it was supposed to be. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's been quite the journey. And I never expected this journey to last this long because it was always so easy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that is at least I know that I'm grateful for with my losses and I feel like you kind of mentioned it in your story too is the fact that you were able to apologize to your friend yeah and understand and realize and now you know not that we want anybody to know you know what I mean not that we want to know or want anybody else to know what it's like but yeah it really is powerful and comforting and so important for people to get it and be able to react the right way. And yeah, because you've been through this, you're able to do that moving forward, which is really cool. Exactly. And I feel like most of the people that did reach out have either had infertility issues or have had a loss themselves, but then there's been a few surprises. Like one of our good, one of our good guy friends, was one of the only ones to, even in person, ask me how I was doing and wasn't afraid that I was going to cry. And when I said, no, I'm not okay, he didn't run and he didn't, he didn't make me feel like a freak or like some emotional head case. He asked questions and just said he was sorry and said, I wish, I wish there were classes that we could take so that people like me could learn about what you're going through because we now have had a couple close friends that have gone through this and he admitted like I don't know a lot about it and I've never been through it but I'm sorry and it just I don't I don't know if he'll ever know how much his conversation meant to me he also texted not long after and just said how sorry he was um and that's amazing yeah he's um you know, if you know him, he's kind of a rough around the edges, like super manly man. And he is just wouldn't expect it. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like his 
ability to do that actually got me through a couple of the weeks. So I didn't feel like everyone was avoiding me. And a no. really good, a really good friend of mine, um, Danielle was amazing and she dropped off this beautiful poem with these little butterfly earrings and my See, husband that's and the I, best yes my when husband somebody, and I ugly cried yeah when somebody like so for me too um like just a little act of kindness was so much better than words yeah I don't know if that's she literally how you felt too but I felt I heard our ring alarm go off our door doorstep um or our doorbell and she dropped it and ran. And so she drove from Woodbury to Lionel Lakes, oh. um, which you understand where that yeah. is, but not everyone else. Um, yeah. <laughs> she just did it and ran and knew that I didn't want to see people, but also wanted to do this. And um, it was just so, so sweet. And like I said, we cried. We cried when we read it. And it was just, but it was also like, just so, just so sweet. And then I have a group of mom friends that sent a bunch of gifts and sent a bracelet um, that had a really beautiful quote on it. And it's just like, there's all these people that have been so supportive and great. And I am not here to say that oh, all these other people weren't. It's more of a education, I guess. Like, if you know someone going through it, don't be scared to bring it up. And don't ignore them because you're worried about making them sad. Because I guarantee they're already sad. And they're already thinking about it. And you're not going to make it any worse. And if they don't want to talk about it, I'm sure they'll just say, like, I don't want to do this now. But that's, I know you always ask for advice at the end. And that's not necessarily my advice for people going through it. It's advice for people that know of people going through it. I love that. Don't ignore them and make them feel alienated because it's hard enough and it's hard and you feel like you can't be yourself because this is who I am right now and I may not be this way in one month, but I'm still a person and I still have feelings and I still need people by my side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like your episode is a great one to listen to for people who even just like know somebody who has gone yeah. through miscarriage. Um, thank you so much for jumping on and sharing. If somebody wants to reach out to you, Tammy, where's the best way? Um, well, I have both both Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm not really a frequent flyer on Instagram, but I have it. And, um, I'm sure you'll put a link. I don't even really know what my name is on there. I do. Honest. Don't worry. <laughs> um, or Facebook. I It's just Tammy Lynn. Um, I don't have our last name just for um, my husband's work purposes because yeah. people are crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and either guys, one of those. She's, she's in the Life After Miscarriage Facebook group too. So uh, that's a great place to just reach out to everybody, you know, at once yeah. and get a big old answer. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I am more than happy to talk about anything with anyone that needs someone. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, you know, go, go let your hubby get some rest get to bed. now since yes. he was on night shift. So. Yes. <laughs> He's probably pre- down there tapping his foot. Like, Come on. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes. Keep me posted. I will. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. 